Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon. Welcome to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado. I'm here with you today taking your calls and texts live on the air. This is the show where you can call in with your questions about the Bible or about anything going on in your life that you'd like a biblical viewpoint on, biblical counsel on. Maybe you've got something going on in your life that you need prayer for. That's what this show is all about, is to give you an opportunity, a direct line to pastors every weekday from 4 to 5 p.m. Mountain Time. We're here to answer your questions about the Bible. We're here to pray for you and just facilitate a discussion as well, because we have so many people tuning in in their cars and even on the internet. We have people tuning in in, at their workplaces, and they are praying together with us. So if you have a prayer request, something going on in your life that you'd like to just have a lot of people praying for, this is the place to do it. Just give us a call, and we'll pray for that on the air, and we'll get other people here in the listening area uh, praying for you as well. And if you have questions about the Bible, maybe there's that one question that's always been on your mind, and you've been wondering who you can ask and where you can get an answer about it. Well, this is a good place to start. We'll do our best to answer your questions about the Bible and to pray for your prayer requests. So give us a call. The number is 303-690-3000. That's 303 303- Six nine zero three thousand, or you can text us at seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven. That's seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven for the text line. Hey, I want to welcome those of you who are listening in Colorado and Wyoming on Grace FM. You are hearing the show live today. Today is May twelfth, by the way. It's a Wednesday. It's a beautiful day here in Colorado. We had some kind of late season snow this week, but today it's back to just kind of ideal weather and temperature. I just came back in from my afternoon run, and so I'm feeling good. I hope that you're doing well today. Um, So welcome to those of you listening here on Grace FM. I also want to welcome those who are listening on the East Coast, on Hope FM in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and Maryland, as well as those listening on Truth FM in Tennessee and parts of North Carolina and Kentucky. Welcome to the program. So glad that you're with us, and we're so glad to see how this family of stations that are participating in this program called Calvary Live is growing and that more and more stations, more and more people are able to be part of this community. And so we'd love to hear from you guys. If you are listening on Hope FM or on Truth FM, give us a call. Let us know what we can pray for you for. Let us know your questions about the Bible that hopefully we can bring some clarity to. We do want to give you one heads up for those of you listening on the East Coast and in Tennessee that you are hearing the program on a one-week delay. Now, all that means for you is that uh, when you call in, which we still want you to call in even though you're hearing the show on a delay, we want you to call in. We'd love to pray for you, answer your question, and then you will actually have the unique opportunity where you get to tune in a week later. And here's the deal. Don't just tune in to hear yourself. Tell somebody else, hey, I'm going to be on the radio at this time because the benefit you have is you know exactly when it's going to air. So tell somebody, hey, I'm going to be on the air at this time, and I'd love for you to tune in and listen to me, and maybe that's kind of your 
uh, cunning in the best way, best sense of the word, cunning way to introduce your family and friends to Calvary Live, but not just Calvary Live, but to your local station that's uh, broadcasting Bible teaching in your local area. So we want you to take advantage of that. But hey, for those of you listening here on Grace FM in Colorado, Wyoming, and for those of you listening online, we would love it if you would get the word out about Grace FM to your friends and family as well, because we know that the word of God, when it goes out, it accomplishes everything that God wants it to accomplish in people's hearts. And so we want, our goal is to get the word of God in people's ears, in their cars, wherever they are, on their apps, everything, so that their lives can be changed and transformed by it. And we hear testimonies all the time of God changing and transforming people's lives through Bible teaching and through Christian radio. So we'd love for you to spread the word about Calvary Live. I also want to give a shout out to those of you who are tuning in online. There are quite a few today, um, a lot. We have some listeners up, it looks like, in um, Canada, uh, as well as down the west coast of the United States. Uh, looks like British Columbia is representing up there. And uh, we've got listeners, San Francisco Bay Area, Southern California, Salt Lake City, Utah, of course, here on the front range of the Rockies, into the Midwest, and on the East Coast as well today. So a lot of people tuning in online today, as well as looks like Sao Paulo, Brazil, and uh, some listeners in Ukraine as well. So welcome to those of you who are tuning in uh, from abroad, as well as those of you who are tuning in outside of our broadcast range. We're so glad to have you with us, and we'd love for you to be part of the show too. If you can call in or text in, please do so. We'd love to hear from you, and uh, the numbers to call. 303-690-3000. That's 303-690-3000. Or you can text us at 720-336-0897. Once again, that is 720-336-0897 for the text line. We've got one caller already on hold. We're going to get to Robert in just a second here. But before we do that, let me just tell you a few words about myself. My name is Pastor Nick Cady. I'm the pastor of Whitefields Community Church, which is located in Longmont, Colorado. And uh, I've been the pastor of this church for nine years now. Prior to that, I was a missionary in Hungary for 10 years and um, planted two churches out there. And then I came here and I became the pastor of this church and I've been pastoring here for nine years. We recently moved into a building about a year ago. We were in a kind of temporary location for a long time renting and we were able to move into a permanent location, and it's just, um, since then, uh, we really, you know, the timing of it was really, um, it was a huge blessing, and we just see God's providence all over it, because moving in here at the beginning of the pandemic, uh, we were able to, to really grow in this space, and God's doing a great work. We'd love for you to be a part of it, so if you are within driving distance of Longmont, I'd just like to personally invite you to come and be part of what God's doing here at Whitefields and visit us, come worship with us. If you have friends in this area, send them our way. You can find directions and service times at whitefieldschurch.com. That's whitefieldschurch.com. We have three Sunday services, 8, 9.30, and 10 a.m. We'd love for you to join us for one of those in person. We also have two online services every Sunday, which you can find on our website, whitefieldschurch.com. Those online services are at 9 uh, 30 9 30 and 11 o'clock and uh, yeah we have a great children's ministry great youth program and we'd love for you to be uh, part of what god's doing tonight actually after the show uh, we are having a midweek service now we don't usually do a midweek service that's what's interesting in the history of our church we uh, part of it was because we didn't have our own place to meet until a year ago but um, 
since we have, you know, we, we really prioritize community. So we do a lot of community group stuff, but, uh, we've had some older recordings, you know, we do our sermons on the air here on the radio. And so some of our older recordings were damaged. So what we're doing is re preaching those older sermons, but we do it like a church service. So we'll have worship and we'll have then a message, which, you know, even for most of the people in our church, um, they haven't been here for the the whole duration of the time that I've been here. So some of these messages are ones that even our church members haven't heard. And so if you're out there and you're like, hey, I don't have any plans tonight, I'd just like to invite you to come out 6.30 p.m. Uh, tonight at our church here in Longmont. The address is 2950 Colorful Avenue. 2950 Colorful Avenue in Longmont. We'd love to have you join us for church tonight at 6.30 p.m. And uh, you can also hear our messages on the uh, on Grace FM every weekday at, at 9.30 a.m. and 2.30 p.m. every weekday and Sundays at 1 p.m. And uh, we'd love for you to tune in for that as well. Well, enough about me. Let's go to our first caller, Robert in Manitou Springs. Hi, Robert. Welcome to the program. Thanks for taking my call, Pastor. Uh, I call into for all the prayer warriors listening to please lift me and my family up in prayer. I have a court date on May 24th in which I'm accused of a misdemeanor that's uh, separated me from my family for and it's coming up on six months that we've been separated. I'm not, uh, I'm not allowed to go home because of the charge they gave me. Um, I was just on the night before Thanksgiving, uh, was in a disagreement and argument with my wife because she doesn't want, she told me I'm not allowed to teach my children about Jesus, Yeshua, um, because uh, she says that they don't need to hear about fire and brimstone, which I don't ever talk about fire and brimstone. I mean, the reality of the fate of people who reject Jesus, uh, that's that's clear. And I don't, you know, it's, it's it turned into a big thing. And Anyways, I ended up getting arrested, and uh, I was attacked by the police that came to arrest me. They didn't ask me a single question. They just attacked me and smashed me down, tackled me, and then smashed me into their car. And then later, uh, they in the jail cell, they smashed my face against the elevator and it broke my glasses. And mm-hmm. that's all the least of it all. It's the fact that I'm separated from my wife and children for the past six months. Okay. Um, well, let's and, let's go ahead and pray for you. It looks like you have a court date coming up as well, from what I see in the notes here. So, let's pray for that court date that you'll have favor with the judge. Okay. Let's pray for you, Heavenly Father. We lift up Robert to you, and Lord, we ask that justice would be done in his court case. Lord, we pray that you would give wisdom and insight to the uh, the authorities who judge his case. Lord, that they would judge rightly. Lord, we know that your word says that you delight in. Um, you delight in uh, balances that are fair. Yeah, just balances. And so, Lord, we ask that there would truly be justice in this situation. And, Lord, we pray for Robert, Lord, that he would be uh, brought into reconciliation with his family and whatever's needed for that to take place, whether it's humility, whether it's forgiveness, whether it's repentance, Lord, I pray that it would take place so that he could be back in a good, healthy relationship with his family and, Lord, that people would be safe, they would be protected, and that it would be healthy. Lord, we do pray for his children. We pray that they would know you, that they would walk with you. Lord, that they would be um, affected by and transformed by your love for them. And, Lord, we pray that there would be people in their lives, Lord, whom, whom you would send and whom you would use to bring his family 
to a saving knowledge of you. And we pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. In full agreement with you, faithful pastor. Thank you so much. God bless you, Robert. God bless you, and thank you for your prayers. Thank you. Absolutely. Bye-bye. Hey, you're listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado. Taking your calls and texts live on the air. The number to call is 303-690-3000. That's 303-690-3000. Or you can text us at 720-336-0897. That's 720-336-0897. Well, let's see here. I want to take a second, if we could, to pray for Israel. Just because right now, as many of you may know, there um, are some really, you know, hard things going on in Israel right now, uh, on the Temple Mount, centered right there, um, as well as um, just clashes going on Gaza. You know, people from Gaza shooting rockets into um, you know residential neighborhoods in Israel, and Israel, of course, protecting themselves, retaliating as well. And of course, we never delight in any loss of life. Remember that on both sides of this conflict are people who are loved by God, who are created in His image. And God doesn't delight in the loss of, of anyone. Uh, and it says in Ezekiel that he doesn't delight in the loss of the wicked or in the death of the wicked. And so we want to pray with, uh, with I guess, you know, I feel like the right way to pray for this situation is asking God to bring peace to Jerusalem, but also, you know, praying with broken hearts. Because here's the thing, that war and strife, these are all things which Jesus came to put an end to. And I, I do realize that there, there's a place for these things, and the Bible tells us that these things will continue until the end of time. And yet, how heartbreaking it is that people would die apart from the knowledge of God. And so let's be praying. Heavenly Father, we pray for Jerusalem. Your word tells us that we should pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And so we do pray that, Lord, that this city, Jerusalem, the city of peace, is what the, the city's name means. And yet, what a hotbed of, um, of conflict it has been over the years. And we know that this isn't without reason. And Lord, we know that this isn't even the end of the conflict. There's more to come according to what your word says. But Lord, we ask that amongst the, the Palestinian people in Gaza, Lord, that there would be uh, just a revelation of Jesus Christ, that they would come to know you. Lord, we pray for those in Israel, that they would come to know your, you as their Savior and as their Messiah. Lord, we pray for salvation of the people. Uh, living on both sides of the conflict in Israel. And Lord, we do pray that there would be peace at this time. And Lord, we do pray, um, we pray those words that we're taught to pray in Scripture. Maranatha, come quickly, Lord Jesus. May your kingdom come, may your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Guys, let's be praying for the, the continued peace of, of Jerusalem. Pretty heavy things going on over there right now. Hey, let's go to our next caller, Mike in Denver, Colorado. Hi, Mike. Welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor. How are you? Doing great. Good. I have a question for you, if I may. Um, my wife and I do a Bible study in our house, uh, just she and I together. So, you know, I, I was talking to her one night about Revelation and the Tribulation and the Rapture, and she had no idea what I was talking about. So I want to be able to teach her about that. But I'd like a, a good study guide in, in order to do that, and I was hoping you may have some recommendations. Yeah, so my top recommendation is going to be a book by Chuck Smith. Um, it's called The Final Act, and um, that'd be kind of where I would say I think it's super ground level, super easy to understand, and pretty thorough. And the nice part is he doesn't just cover Revelation in it. He covers stuff like the book of Daniel, 
and basically goes through the whole prophetic plan for the future and what the Bible says. So that would be my top recommendation. I find that um, you know it's a very well-balanced and grounded um, approach to the topic. So that would be uh, my recommendation. Again, it's called The Final Act by Chuck Smith. Chuck Smith. And that was going to be my next question, too. You know, should I start with the book of Daniel first and then get into Revelation? But I think maybe I'll just start with that book first. Yeah, that book would be great. And it'll kind of, you know, he has just a very conversational tone. So it's, um, you know, it's really easy to read and, and he'll kind of walk you through it. I appreciate your help. Absolutely, right, Mike. God bless you. Yeah, All right. God bless you. Bye bye. Yep, take care. Bye. All right. You're listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Katie from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado, taking your calls and texts live on the air. I believe we have two open lines right now. So the number to call is 303 690 3000. That's 303 690 3000. Or you can text us at 720 336 0897. That's 720 336 0897. We had a text question come in. Someone asks, how does positive confession work exactly? How does positive confession work? Well, let's just define what positive confession is and what we mean by it. So positive confession is the practice of kind of saying aloud what you want to happen with the expectation that God will make it a a reality. Now, this positive confession um, practice is popular I would say primarily among prosperity gospel adherents. Now, what do I mean by prosperity gospel? These are people who believe that the message of the gospel, which means the good news of Jesus Christ, is that uh, is not just that God wants you to go to heaven, but that God actually wants you to be healthy and wealthy here on earth. And if you are not healthy and wealthy here on earth, then that means that there's something wrong with you and maybe there's something lacking in your faith, maybe there's sin in your life, Um, and if you are healthy and wealthy, that is a sign of God's blessing on your life. Now, I got to tell you, there's almost nothing I can think of that would be more antithetical to the Bible and, and what the Bible teaches, particularly like the book of 2 Corinthians, where Paul the Apostle is suffering a lot, And there's actually these guys who are going around saying that because Paul suffers so much, therefore that's the proof that he's not really a spiritual person. And Paul says, wait a second, that's not at all true. In fact, sometimes the light of the glory of God that he's placed within us, it only shines forth when these vessels that we are are cracked so that the light can shine through. And so um, positive confession is not something that I would suggest. It's not something that I would recommend. And I think it's really not what the Bible teaches or what God wants from us. Um, And I'll tell you kind of the quick theology behind positive confession. Positive confession often comes from this idea that, um, and this is kind of how they, I would say this is jumping through some uh, theological hoops, right? You're you're doing some theological gymnastics when you do this. They go back to Genesis 1-1. They say, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, right? And God said, let there be light. So God spoke these things into existence. And then they'll say, and then the Bible says that we're created in the image of God. So therefore, they draw a line where I think this is going way outside the bounds of what the Bible's saying, is to say, therefore, since we're created in the image of God, and God creates things by his words, therefore, we also create things by our words. Now, 
this idea isn't unique just to kind of prosperity gospel Christianity, which I would say is a different gospel, honestly, than the gospel of Jesus Christ. But I would also want you to know that this kind of positive confession stuff, it also is tied in with what we call like the new age, which is kind of like a neo-Eastern mysticism that's been brought into Western culture. And so uh, it, it would just be this idea that if you want something, you have to speak it into existence, right? And then on the other hand, you shouldn't have any negative confessions. Like, like if you're sick, you should never say, I'm sick or I'm not feeling good, because then you will uh, you know, inadvertently or accidentally create that reality, and then you will have to live with it. So they'll say, you know, you should speak things like I'm naming and claiming that I'm going to have that Mercedes, etc. Um, versus, you know, negative um, confessions. So I think it's built on faulty, con uh, faulty theology, and I would really recommend that you not have anything to do with it. On the, you know, other hand, we see Jesus sweating blood and saying, Father, not not what I want, but what you want, let that be done. Not my will, but your will be done. Uh, he says, let this cup pass from me, but ultimately not my will, but your will be done. That's what we want to be doing. I would say this, and this is part of my thesis for my coming Sunday's message, is that what worship is what happens when you really see God for who he is. And the essence of worship is surrender. That's what happens when you really see God, is that you worship. And what is worship? The essence of worship is surrendering your life. You think about Isaiah, right? Isaiah, he says, when he sees God in Isaiah chapter 6, he says, woe is me. So he's humbled. I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell among a people of unclean lips. Sounds like a negative confession, right? Oh, don't say that, Isaiah. You're going to create you know, negativity around yourself. No, no, no. And then what happens? God touches his lips and cleanses him. It isn't Isaiah who cleanses himself, who says, I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and people like me. No. He says he confesses his sin and his unworthiness. God is the one who cleanses him. And then God says, who will go for me? And Isaiah says, here I am, send me. And I love that because Isaiah didn't even find out what God was sending him to do, where he was sending him. God's like, hang on, I didn't even tell you what I want you to do yet. Isaiah's like, I don't care. Whatever it is, I'm on board because that's the essence of surrender. So I would say we don't want to do positive confession, which we try to impose our will upon God. Rather, we want to be surrendered to God as our Savior, as our Lord, and we want to say, God, your will be done, not my will. So that's uh, my advice to you as regards positive confession. Hey, you're listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado, taking your calls and texts live on the air. The number to call, 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000. Or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's go to our next caller, Justin in Longmont, Colorado. Hi, Justin. Welcome to the program. Hey, Pastor Nick. Thanks for having me. Um, so I have a question. Um, I was watching a Francis Chan video the other day, and it was in regards to, uh, I guess, his missionary trip when he was in Hong Kong. And he was talking about how he would come across Christians that had said the sinner's prayer, but their lives were not emblematic of, let's say, them having the Holy Spirit. And so he kind of quoted or referenced First John 3, 3, saying, if you go on and continue sinning, like, you do not abide in Christ, but you, like, abide in the devil. So I was just wondering— um, 
like what's the theology um, behind like the sinner's prayer? And if you do say, you know, like I believe that Jesus, you know, I believe that Jesus died for me. I believe that Jesus rose again uh, from from the dead for me, for my sins, for my atonement. So I was just kind of curious, uh, maybe maybe some clarification on that. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. So I mean, I I tend to agree with what Francis Chan said. Is that um, the sinner's prayer? isn't um isn't like you know like a foolproof thing like a thing that you have to say in order to be saved rather i do think though um that there's a place for it and the the reason is because um well let me read to you you asked where to where do we get this from the bible well i'm going to take you over to like romans chapter 10 okay so romans 10 says this um let me just find the right verse here verse 9 if you confess with your mouth that jesus is lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. For the scripture says, everyone who believes in him will not be put to shame. So everyone, verse 13, who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. So this is probably one of the main passages we get this from, though I wouldn't say it's the only one. But I would say this, that uh, it's pointing out some really important things here. That one of these is that you believe in your heart. That's where you're safe. But it is important that you make confession with your mouth. And I think the benefit of having something like the sinner's prayer, you know, I would say this, is that it gives people kind of a, a line in the sand, a mark that helps them understand that they have made a decision, right? It helps them say, okay, I prayed this prayer and I crossed the line. Now, maybe in their heart, they had already crossed that line, you know, at some point in the past. And then, of course, the, the danger of it, and I would say it is a danger, is like what Francis Chan's talking about there, is that you can lead people to believe that because they have said a prayer, therefore, they have also believed in their heart. Now, those are two very different things. The prayer, I would say, without the belief in the heart is ineffectual. And the belief in the heart without saying the prayer is effectual. But why do we encourage people to, to say something like a, sim, a sinner's prayer? I would say in a way it's symbolic and in a way it's to serve that person. But of course, if you separate the sinner's prayer from the actual belief in the heart or from real relationship with God, or if you give people kind of a false hope uh, or a false confidence, then you are not helping them at all. So it's only helpful until it's not. Let's put it that way. And it, I would say the same thing's true of like, let's say infant baptism, or let's not even say infant baptism, baptism, period. Because I think that sometimes some people have been baptized and they got the idea that because they were baptized, either as a child or even as an adolescent or even as an adult, that basically they've ticked that box and their outward action saves them but we don't believe our outward actions of any kind save us, whether it's a prayer or whether it's a baptism or anything, but rather it is we are saved by grace alone, through faith alone, in Jesus alone. Okay, cool. Um, that makes uh, a lot more sense. Because, yeah, I asked Ed Taylor one time about, like, the baptizing of, like, little kids, too. And so, um, all right, cool, that makes sense. And then... Uh, um, 
I kind of had a follow-up question, but I'm kind of blanking it right now. So, well, uh, well, I'll tell you what. Right. I'll give you one chance. If you want, you can hold right now because we're about to go to our mid-show break. So if you want to hold through the break, maybe you'll remember your, your question. And then uh, if not, though, you can also just drop off the line. Okay, for sure. That sounds good. Okay, cool. Awesome. Hey, thanks, Justin. And uh, hopefully Justin will remember his question. But you know what? Aside from Justin, we have two open lines, and we'd love to hear from you. We also have our text line open, so give us a call. We're about to go to our break, but now would be a great time to call in, and we'll get to your call right after the break. The number to call is 303-690-3000. That's 303-690-3000. Or you can text us at 720-336-0897. Once again, the text line 720-336-0897. Give us a call with your Bible questions, with your prayer requests, Here on Calvary Live, we are standing by to answer those for you, and we'll be right back in two minutes' time. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Well, good afternoon and welcome back to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado. I'm here with you today taking your calls and texts live on the air. The number to call is 303-690-3000. That's 303-690-3000. Or you can text us at 720-336-0897. This is the show where you can call in with your questions about the Bible. You can call in with your prayer requests. We'd love to pray for you. And we would love to answer those questions you have about the the Bible or things going on in your life from a biblical perspective. Um, We're here to answer those questions. Give us a call, 303-690-3000, or text us, 720-336-0897. Well, today is a beautiful Wednesday here in Colorado. If you're hearing the show today uh, on Grace FM or online, you're hearing us live. It's May 12th. And uh, we're glad to be with you. And for those of you here in the Longmont area, hey, we'd love to have you come out tonight. We have a um, we have a midweek service. We don't usually do one. That's why I have to tell you. We're doing one this week and next week. And uh, these are special services that we're doing just these two weeks. Uh, we're going to do more in the future. But we do these occasionally when we need to re-record an old message for the radio. But it also gives people a chance uh, to hear those messages again or for the first time if they miss them before. So tonight I'm going to be teaching on Acts chapter 9, uh, kind of the what happened in the wake of Saul of Tarsus having a vision of Jesus on the road to Damascus. And so uh, it's pretty cool. The, the message is called Genuine Miracles. I'd love to have you join us if you're looking for something to do tonight or you'd like to come and worship and study the Word. Join us 6.30 here at our church in Longmont. The address is 2950 Colorful Avenue in Longmont, Colorado. We have the follow-up question. Now, right before our um, right before our break, we were talking to Justin. Justin, are you still here? Uh, yes, sir. Awesome. So do you remember your follow-up question? Yeah. So it was kind of just in regards um, for, like, discipleship. So, like, I've, I've just been feeling convicted lately to, like, I have shared the gospel, and, like, I've even led the sinner's prayer with, like, my coworkers and, like, friends, and so— I just don't want to, like, give them that false hope, I guess. And, like, I've really kind of been convicted lately of, like, 
speaking more about like I guess hell and not like in a bad way, but like Jesus did talk about hell and hell is real, and so I don't want to just be all like sharing the gospel lovey dovey and like having like a false I guess discipleship and and like I have shared. Um, thank you for saying the the Romans ten because I did share that. Um, like if you can say that Jesus is Lord in your heart and if you believe that in your heart and you say that like you're saved. But like I guess I'm just trying to like get some help on. I don't want to just say, oh, I helped evangelize and, like, not be helping, like, create disciples, I guess. Yeah, no, that's a great point because, you know, what Jesus told us in the Great Commission in Matthew 28, he said, go, therefore, into all the world and make disciples, right? So our goal isn't just to make converts, but to make disciples. And what he said is teaching them to observe everything that I have commanded you. So what our goal is, is to make well-rounded disciples who understand the full message of Jesus. But again, you can't do that unless you start somewhere. And where you want to start, of course, is where you have started, which is we start with belief. And then you move from belief to, okay, what does it mean to not just believe? What does it mean to follow Jesus, to be a disciple of Jesus? So I think everything you're doing is really good. And I, I think you're moving in the right direction. So I would just encourage you, hey, and and by the way, hey, praying with your coworkers to receive Jesus, that is so cool. I'm so, so blessed to hear that you're doing that and that they're praying with you, that is awesome. So I would say, you know, help them to understand, okay, what's the next step beyond this? Maybe get them involved in Bible study. Maybe you can even just do some really simple Bible studies with them while you're working, maybe at lunch or, or however your work is set up. Maybe introduce them to Christian radio, you know, but but one thing I would say, First John is a fabulous place to start when it comes to, um, when it comes to a place, a book to use to disciple people. Now, where First John, you, the one thing I would just caution you about, the one thing you got to understand is that First John uses a lot of like really black and white language that needs to be understood like as a whole, as a book, right? So he says stuff like you mentioned, First John 3, where he says, verse 3, uh, well, it's not verse 3, sorry, what, what was that verse you mentioned? It was First John 3. First John 3, and it kind of starts in 3 and just kind of continues. Right. Oh, I see it there. Verse four, everyone who makes a practice of sinning also practices lawlessness. Mm -hmm. And then he says, verse six, no one who abides in him keeps sinning. And so someone would have this question like, wait a second, does that mean that I'm not a Christian? Because I said the prayer and stuff, but I then sinned yesterday and today, right? So does that mean yeah. I'm not a believer? That's where you got to just explain to him the differences that John's talking about, right? That He's talking about abiding in him. He's talking about the practice of sinning versus the practice of following Jesus. Um, as long as you can explain that, I do think First John is a great place to start because it's so simple and makes it so clear. Even that first chapter is so good, right, about walking in the light, confessing our sins, being forgiven, but also walking in the light. And so um, I would just encourage you to do those things. Um, but I think that what you're doing, I wouldn't say that you're doing anything wrong at all. I think what you're doing sounds awesome and just help them go to the next level now. Cool. Right on. That's uh, very encouraging. Thank you, Pastor Nick. I appreciate it. I'll see you guys Sunday. Sounds good. We'll see you on Sunday, Justin. God bless you. All right. Bye-bye. Right, okay, listening to Calvary Live, this is Pastor Nick Katie from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado. We have one open line with that, and the number to call is 303-690-3000. That's 303-690-3000. Six nine zero three thousand, or you can text us seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven. Let's go to Donald in New Jersey. Hi, Donald. Welcome to the program. Thank you. 
<laughs> for taking my call. My question is, I have, over the last couple of years, been in and out with God because of evil attack. And my question is, I don't know how to do my days now. I had the Holy Spirit come back in February, and I'm trying to, I, I'm much in the, in the prayer, and I do meditate. But I also know the Bible, Jesus talked about false prophets. If your whole heart, my heart, is trying to be back into it, but I don't want to just to take it as for reading. I'm trying to study it. And I do, you know, I know the, the real world and everything, and I know the Bible says about fear. I don't have it all the time. It's just now and then. I just don't know how to react. I know, you know, you can pray and meditate. And look at the real world and say, well, this has got to be done, that's got to be done. And I'll say, well, without God, none of it will get done. Yeah. Well, hey, um, you know, Donald, I think that's great that you are wanting to seek the Lord. You're wanting to grow. You're not wanting to be caught up with any false prophets. Um, my advice to you, how to grow in your faith Um is it Donald? Are you able to go to church? I mean, for me, I would say yeah. Need... I did a couple a couple weeks. Uh, the reason I didn't go last week, friends of mine take because I don't drive anymore, but his wife was sick. Okay, yeah. So, so while while on the one hand, I wouldn't say that church is everything. I would say church is hugely important, and as far as growing in the Lord, and part of the reason why it's so important is because we cannot become the people who God wants us to become apart from committed Christian fellowship. We need other believers. We need other brothers and sisters in our lives, people who we can, who we can, who can help us grow, people who know us and they know what we're going through and we know them and they're able to speak into our life and say, Hey Donald, you know, we missed you at church or Hey Donald, what's going on in your life? What do you need help with? You know, Hey brother, have you been reading the Bible? Have, have we missed you at our small group? You know, those kind of things that's hugely important in helping us grow. And so I'm going to encourage you to do that. It sounds like you're already listening to Christian radio. I think that's a huge uh, help as well, as far as growing stronger in your faith. Um, and I think you're listening to a great station, by the way, because like you said, it's not all not all equal out there, right? Some of it's good and some of it's bad. So I'm going to recommend you to find a really good church. And, um, you know, I can tell you, go to calvarychapel.com and maybe there's a church that's related to us that is um, in your area. They have a church finder there. So calvarychapel.com and uh, click on church finder and see if there's one near you that you could get to. And um, the other thing I would tell you is that um, be reading your Bible. Yeah, just, you know, be digging into the word. And, you know, if you need some advice on where to start, I'm going to advise you, just go ahead, start with the Gospel of John and then keep reading till you get to the end of the book, end of the book. Okay. So restart gospel of John, then read the book of acts then read, you're going to read Romans. You're going to keep going all the way through the new Testament. That's really going to help you to know who Jesus is, uh, what the mission of God is and what it all means for your life. And then what's coming in the future. You're going to get a really well-rounded view. I'm also reading some of the old Testament. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, the book of Job, I'm in the Psalms, Proverbs, and the Holy Spirit led me to Second uh, Samuel 22 and uh, Micah 7, verses 7 and 8. 
Awesome. Well, my advice would be, let's make sure that you're reading consecutively through sections, you know? So the only way you can really understand a passage like 1 Samuel 22, for example, is by reading it in light of all of the other passages that go in that book, right? Because God didn't give us just isolated chapters. He gave us uh, entire tomes of books to read, and they, they need to be understood in their context. And so we want to read whole books of the Bible together. If you're interested in mixing it up with the Old Testament, I'll tell you that reading the Gospel of Matthew is going to be really helpful because the Gospel of Matthew is the one that quotes the Old Testament more than any of the other Gospels. I'm also humbled. I've been praying, telling God, thank you for all my doctors and everything you've been doing for me. Awesome. Well, let's pray for you for that. Let's pray right now. Heavenly Father, we pray for Donald. We thank you for him uh, growing in his faith, Lord, for him wanting to get rooted and grounded in you. And I pray that that would happen. I pray that he would be able to get to church. I thank you for his doctors and how you're helping him through those doctors. And I pray, Lord, that you would bless his life and bless his faith. Help him to grow in the knowledge of you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you, Donald. Thanks for calling in. Yeah. Could I one last question real quick? Sure, sure. My pastor told me if you got things to do, like do it uh, in between, like pay a bill, do this and that. Okay. I said, but he said, just go in it and, you know, faith and prove to God you can handle both of it. All right. Well, I think that paying your bills is a good thing to do. And uh, I pray that God gives you the resources you need to do that. Thank you. God bless you. Bye bye. Hey, you're listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado. Taking your calls and texts live on the air. We've got two open lines. We can get you on pretty quickly. Give us a call, 303-690-3000. That's 303-690-3000. Or text us at 720-336-0897. That's for our text line. We'd love to hear your Bible questions, your prayer requests here uh, today. Let's go to our next caller. Chad in Millican, Colorado. Hi, Chad. Welcome to the program. How's it going? Going well. Uh, I got a, should be a quick question. Um, so my wife is kind of born in Catholic, if you want to call it that, and like starting to dabble into uh, Christianity and, and checking it out, I guess. And she, we, we have a, we have a kid and he's almost two years old and um, she wants to get him baptized. And I know it's not biblical to do the, the child baptism but it's also not a um i guess like a a key point in christianity where it's like it's not the main fundamental you know like jesus and and i don't know if i should just let him get baptized now and then do it later because she has a con- such a connection to that i guess mm-hmm. yeah you know my recommendation would be this um i would say have that conversation with your wife. And, and the question you want to ask her is, what does this mean to you? Why is this important? Because if this is just a tradition, then, then maybe there's another way that we can go about this. If it's about pleasing her parents, for example, well, then that, that's a discussion you need to have. If it is, um, on the other hand, if, it, if she actually believes that it has some sort of effect, meaning that, like, for example, some... Roman Catholics believe that it removes original sin, which is definitely not what the Bible teaches, 
right? And so if that's what that if that's what she believes about it, then you guys really need to have that conversation and say, well, you know, here's what the Bible says about how sin is removed. It's removed in Christ through faith in Christ and baptism, you know, is something different altogether, right? Even the word baptism, the word baptizo in Greek, it means to immerse. And what does it mean? Well, it's not about just uh, cleansing. It's certainly not about cleansing of original sin. What it is is um, that baptism is a symbol of death and resurrection to new life. And um, one other word of advice I give you is that, um, you know, I was a missionary in Hungary for 10 years, which is a predominantly Catholic country. And um, even since I've been back in Colorado, I've done a lot of, uh, you know, kind of pastoral services, if you will, for uh, the Hungarian population here in Colorado. And, you know, again, everybody coming from a Catholic background, one of the things that they often want to do is baby baptisms. And what I'll tell them a lot of times, I'll I'll have this conversation with them and I'll say, okay, well, here's what the Bible says. Now, what if instead of doing baby baptism, you know, we still want to do something for your child. What if we did a baby dedication? And what baby dedication is going to accomplish a lot of the same things that you might want to accomplish through a baptism, meaning, you know, having some kind of time where you pray over the child, where you bless the child, right? Some kind of ceremony that is, that is important and is significant. And yet it doesn't uh, claim to do something which the Bible um, doesn't claim to do uh, with baptism. So I already, I already mentioned all that to her, and I, I broke down what the Bible says and uh, talked about dedicating mm -hmm. um, the child. But it's hard, it's hard for people to understand because it's like she's not, she doesn't know much even about like Roman Catholicism. So she just looks at it like an introduction to God. So she yeah. doesn't look at it as like removing of the, the sins at birth. So to her, it's just, it's just like a pleasant thought. I see. Yeah. And, and that is, there is actually a place for what we call Christian initiation, right? That's kind of the department, if you will, of theology that this conversation belongs to. How do we initiate people into the Christian faith, into the Christian community? And this has been a discussion ongoing, you know, for, for many years amongst Christians. Um, and so how did she respond to the idea of doing a dedication as opposed to a baptism? Uh, she, she doesn't think it's the same. Like, I think she's just on, on board with, with, well, it's a tradition. But in her mind, she also just sees it as like, you know, if we don't do it, he's not introduced to God. And in, in my mind, it's like, well, it's our obligation and it's our job as, you know, as parents to to do the introduction. Like it's, yeah. we're the ones that are supposed to instill it in our children. And it's not, it's not a baptism that he doesn't know what's going on, but I, I don't know to her. It's, it's touchy. And, and I, I don't know if, I don't know if it's like, I know it's not like a, a faith issue, like a salvation issue. Like if, if he got baptized for peace of mind on, on her end, but it, I know it means nothing because it's, yeah. he's not of age. He's not able to make that commitment himself. Right. And this, this does tie into an earlier conversation we had with uh, Justin. I don't know if you heard that call, but the, the question he had was, you know, about the sinner's prayer. And I said, well, that's kind of similar to sometimes infant baptism in this case, and, and not just infant baptism, but also adult baptism, in that you can kind of placate something within us, right, that says, 
I'm not okay and I need to get right with God or I need to be introduced to relationship with God. And so I'll do this action, which isn't actually, you know, giving me what I think it is, but I'm going to do this action and think that now that I've ticked that box, now I'm okay. And the danger there is with giving people kind of a false sense of security. Um, and I think that there is, there is a danger in that. And almost even in this case, not just for your child, but it, almost even for your wife, you know, giving her kind of a false sense of security that now everything is, is okay. Therefore, you know, I've done my job as a parent in regard to, you know, raising my child in the Lord, because I, I did this ceremonial action. Now, now on the one hand, Chad, I do want to tell you that if you decide to go ahead and do this, I think that it sounds like you really understand this well, and that you are going to make sure that your child is raised to know the Lord and understand they need to have a relationship with God. So I think in that case, you know, this is, this is something that if you decide to do it, it's not going to do harm or damage to your child. Um, it's not going to do harm or damage to their soul. Um, but I would say that I don't think this is ideal and I don't think that this is, um, yeah, like even, even I think there is a little bit of potential danger in here as to what it might communicate to your wife and, and perhaps down the road to your child as well. Yeah. So, so, I mean, if, if I can make it, if I can avoid it and just do like the dedication then then try to do that. You know, that would be my, my advice. You know, one thing we've been doing here at our church with dedications is that we've tried to make them a little more special. And so what we do is we kind of do almost like a little ceremony and uh, we have our church read aloud kind of a, uh, it's not a prayer because we're not saying it to God. We're saying it to the child. Um, but it is, you know, our declaration to the child as a church. And one of the things it says, you know, it says, Oh, I wish I had it in front of me cause it's really good. Actually, you know what? I might be able to pull it up real quick. You know, it's, um, it's actually a prayer. Well, it's not, again, it's not a prayer. It's, um, something that was used by the Huguenots and the Huguenots were a French group of Protestants. Um, and they would say this at their dedications. Okay. I have it for you. It's right here. So we would say, dear, you know, fill in the blank, your child's name for you. God made the world. For you, the prophets and patriarchs were sent. For you, the covenants and promises were given. And for you, God's revelation was written down. For you, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ became a man, lived a perfect life, died upon the cross, and was raised again for your salvation. You cannot possibly fully know these things now, but we, your church, promise to tell them to you until you make them your own. And then after that, we pray for the child. And so, um, you know, you're in Millican. We're not that far from you. I don't know if you guys have a home church, but if you uh, are interested, I'd be more than happy to discuss doing it with you here at our church and maybe, you know, trying to uh, do it in a way that would, uh, again, kind of satisfy that desire in your wife's heart and still honor uh, what the Word says. I mean, it sounds pretty cool. It sounds like something that, you know, might be interesting for, for her and might take the edge off, I guess. Sure. Yeah, well, give us a call um, or just email us at the church. I can give you the email is info at whitefieldschurch.com or you can call us 303-775-3485 or you can just look us up online, whitefieldschurch.com. Right on. Thank you. All right. God bless you. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. 
You're listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado, taking your calls and texts live on the air. We've got seven minutes left in the show. Maybe one, maybe time for one more caller. Uh, the number to call is 303-690-3000. It's 303-690-3000. looks like that other caller is on the line already, Petra in Aurora, Colorado. Hi, Petra. Welcome to the program. Hi. Can you hear me okay? Yep. Okay, good. I just wanted to comment to the gentleman that you were just talking to. Yes. Um, he, he mentioned that it shouldn't be that big of a deal because he knows it's not a salvation issue. And um, I, I grew up Catholic, and I just wanted to comment to him that, um, you know, the priest and that act of baptism, that is basically you're stating that you're going to bring that child up in the Catholic Church. It's not just, to, like, it's definitely they believe it gets rid of original sin, but there's other parts to it. And so for her to go and do that, she may not be aware that, and she doesn't have to hold to it, of course, but that she might feel that she should hold to it if she goes through with um, having that infant baptism. Does that make sense what I'm asking or saying? Yeah, no, that's a that's a good point. I mean, that's um, part of several of the ceremonies that are done through the Catholic Church is kind of you you promise that you're going to continue with the Catholic Church as a institution. Right, and norm maybe that wouldn't seem so um, concerning, except it did sound like she didn't have any kind of ties, or um, she wasn't searching or starting a foundation of any type of, or, you know, I don't know if she was a part of the Catholic Church, I didn't get that part, or if she was going to a non-denominational church, but if she doesn't have any type of that, um, that baby baptism could, in her mind, sway her to, okay, this is what we're doing, you know, and I just yeah, wanted to Yeah, I see. Yeah, and, and while I, I totally feel for the caller who, who was, um, you know, it sounds like he's torn, and he's He's wanting to do right by his wife and do right by the Lord. And so uh, let's just be praying for Chad that God gives him a lot of wisdom and that his wife, you know, kind of comes around to what um, Chad is hoping to do with the dedication as opposed to the baptism. Hopefully she gets swayed for that. I, I just I kind of wanted to point that out, and hopefully he's listening. And thanks for taking my call. And Absolutely. I'm sure we'll be praying for them. So, yeah. Cool. God bless you, Petra. Thanks for calling in. Yep, have a great day. Bye. You too. Bye-bye. Hey, you're listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church, Longmont, Colorado. We've got four minutes left in the show, and we're going to go over to our text line for the rest of the show. Actually, it's three minutes left in the show. Uh, one person says, I'm scared that I will be left behind. How can I change that? And I wonder if the vaccine is the mark of the beast. Okay, two big questions, short amount of time. Let's do our best. Okay, here's the deal. If you are scared of being left behind, meaning at the second coming or at the rapture, um, here's what I would tell you. The surefire way to not be left behind is to embrace the Lord Jesus with your whole heart and to walk with him. Put your hope and faith in the gospel. Because here's the good news. If you put your faith in Jesus, no matter, even if your faith is imperfect or weak, think about it like this. If you're sitting on a tree branch, or let's say you're falling down a cliff, and you grab hold of this branch as you're about to fall down the cliff, and you say, um, "Oh, I don't have a lot of faith in this branch that it's actually going to be able to hold me." But you know, the 
the physics of it are that branch is actually able to hold you. It doesn't matter if you don't have a lot of faith in the branch. The fact is the branch is strong enough to hold you. Now let's go on the converse of that. If you grab a hold of a, a branch and the fact is that branch really isn't strong enough to hold you, but you have a lot of faith in that weak branch, then your faith, the strength of your faith in the weak branch is not going to save you. But even weak faith in a strong branch will save you. I like to think of it like this. You know, when I'm holding my kids' hands and we're walking across the street, you know, if that, if that child has a weak grip on me, that's okay because I have a strong grip on that child's hand. I'm not going to let that child go. And so I would tell you this, take God's hand and walk with him and you can be confident. Here's the other part of your question. Uh, if the vaccine is the mark of the beast, I'm going to tell you the vaccine is not the mark of the beast. And here's how I can be sure of that. Because here's the thing that people always forget. Everybody gets caught up in this talk about the mark of the beast and they forget that the mark of the beast is the opposite of another mark, which is called the mark of the lamb. So if the mark of the lamb is what believers have and the mark of the beast is what non-believers have, then essentially having the mark of the beast means that you're not a believer. Okay. So, and it means that you've rejected God. Furthermore, having the mark of the beast is not something you can get on accident. It is definitely something that is willful. It is something that you knowingly do, and it is an act of rejecting God. So it's not going to be like, oops, I accidentally got the mark of the beast on accident. I was just trying not to get sick and not kill other people with the, with the virus, and now I got the mark of the beast and I'm condemned forever. That's not going to happen. That's not how it works, and I want you to know that you can be confident of that and you can uh, rest easy. Uh, we've come to the end of our show. God bless you. Thanks for listening in today. Hey, if you're interested, 630 tonight, we're having service here at our church, whitefieldschurch.com. It's whitefieldschurch.com. We'd love to have you join us this Sunday as well. We're going to be studying about the Ascension, which I've never taught about before. I'm excited for how that's going to go. Join us this Sunday again, service times and location online, whitefieldschurch.com. Have a great rest of your day. God bless you. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.